Welcome to the Sounding Board. Hey. Our weekly podcast that is sometimes about music. It's okay, I'll edit out that first chunk anyway. Don't even worry about it. Okay, good. That'll be I hope it's about not it. about music today. That'll yeah, be cause... our little secret. That first part will be our little secret. It'll be great. I'm here. I'm Josh, like I always am. I'm Josh. I'm here. I'm arguably the voice, if not the... What, what was it? The... Uh, Anyone remember what we decided last, what you guys decided last week? I was the was it I, I want to say the Tim Robbins of the sounding board, but that doesn't sound right. What? what? We didn't say that at all. <laughs> Is it you can be Reeve the awkward said? Tim Robbins. Yeah, Reeve said it, and then we brought it back up, and it was really funny. I, we used it like three times in a row, and it was awesome. Shit. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess I'm back to being the voice of the sounding board. With uh, me, as always, is Camden Taylor, the hair of the sounding board. How's it going? I'm here. What uh, what beer you got <laughs> Ready there? To party. Uh, yeah, I can this tell. This is the Hopzeit Autumn IPA from Deschutes. I haven't How tried that. I saw it? that. It's nice. Yeah. No surprise. Um, yeah, really good. I just uh, they just started. I don't know how old it is or if it's new this season or what because you know it just came up to alaska or at least juno so mm. it could be new you know three years ago yeah i haven't I as haven't far as i one. know it's I, new yeah i think okay. you're on the cutting edge mm. yeah i saw it i saw it at the grocery store here about a week ago and i was gonna buy it and i was like oh right i don't really like ipas that much damn it <laughs> um wait wait so. ted the i don't have one. i still don't have one for you you gotta i don't fucking... know man. what do you want to be you knew know. that Ted doesn't like IPAs, though. Yeah, we've Did gone I into this that? so many yeah. times. Like, I, so I that many everyone, times. I assume that, like, every beer fan liked IPAs at this point. No. No. You're just really hip. So you were on the cutting edge of, oh. I'm on the cutting edge of beer drinking. It's IPAs, true. IPAs, for sure. No, I've, I've never really been into them. I try, and I appreciate them. I think they're well-crafted, some of them, obviously. But it's not something I will choose to drink generally um what do you which go is for what's, what's your favorite i don't have a favorite i don't know there's a lot i like um i it's really odd i've noticed and i am positive this is because i'm only surrounded by 90 year olds um and then lita and but <clears throat> i don't know the past however many months i've been here 10 months that i've been here minus the month in alaska i have drank so little like so little i'll buy beer and then it'll last me about a month i've got my three bottles of scotch now which are all pretty fucking full um Mm -hmm. and then wine which i'll drink but i have like a drink a week maybe two and i have on multiple occasions not finished said drink it's really weird i don't know if i'm just like becoming healthy and changing as a human or if i'm just so deprived of people my age that I'm fast. You don't have anyone to drink again. with. Yeah, I mean, there and there's no fucking, there's no microbreweries in the area that I care about um, at all. Actually, none. It's really bad. I think we talked about this, but I somehow ended up in like a dry area for microbreweries. There's one in town. I think actually two in town. One is okay. It's got really good food there. Um, they've got a dope poutine appetizer that's served with like a pork belly and mm, oh mm. that's pretty fucking good um but their beer is all named like shitty surfer names like dank sauce um dank toberfest 
They're all Some named Dank. Yeah. They're, they're all Dank. They're all fucking stinky. <laughs> and and when they... Because when I first went there months ago, I think in February, and I asked, like, what is it? Why Dank sauce? And he was like, you know, it smells a little bit like something. And he was trying to, like, reference weed. I didn't get it at all. Because I thought... I was thinking Dank, like, moldy, mildewy basement. Wow, dude. And wow. Then he was like, you I know, mm. and I was like, oh, you're talking about weed. Okay. I still don't care. You know, care. it's dank. Yeah, I still it's, think of, like, mildew. It's sticky icky. And that's, like, semen. What? <laughs> you never heard you, you never heard weed called sticky icky? Really? I haven't, actually. I've never heard that one. I don't smoke enough. Though, I think I've been craving it recently. <laughs> Are you saying you should smoke more? I I do. Think so actually. Have, have I it's told really, you guys? I don't know what's going on. So, so now that it's now that you're it's having legal, a quarter life crisis. Now yeah. that it's legal here in Seattle, it's advertised, and the place yeah. it's advertised more than anywhere else is billboards. So like, yeah. you'll you'll drive down I five and you'll just see like billboard after billboard for weed stores. So many of them, and like they they all suck. Like they're all awful. There's a a weed shop that they've got probably the best name for a weed shop ever, which is uh, Urban Legends. Get it? Get it? H e r b urban. Oh, like Urban Legends. What? Le- yeah, but Urban Legends. Like Urban. They're uh, they're they're. I think the owner's sucks. name is Herb. I think I think you I think confused. it's Herbert. Yeah, no, it's Herbert. No, 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 legendary I've... weed shop. I know a guy. Okay, I know a guy who's visited Urban Legends. You know Herb. Urban Levin, Legend. You know Herb? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. It's, shit. No, no, no. We gotta get it's, Herb on here. It's actually Herb's owned by John up. Legend, is uh, who owns it. John Legend owns this weed sh- this weed shop. Herb. Urban. Is that Herb's and, brother? It's Herb and Legend. Oh, so yeah. it's Herbert Herb and, and John's <laughs> weed shop. Yeah, you oh. got it. You, you all okay. understand Herb now. and um, Legend's got, got you. So you, they've got this billboard. They've got this billboard, right? This billboard that is... It's a bunch of, like, you know the bathroom man figures, the just, like, white, sort of slightly more than a stick oh. figure? Those sure. things? Yeah, bathroom. Got a people, big old yeah. penis. The signs. Yeah, like, fucking flop it around. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. one. So there's three of those in a row that are just white and plain. And then the fourth one is green, and its head is a marijuana leaf. And under it, it says, expand your mind. <laughs> It's Ugh. the worst. It's awful. I like. It's exactly what I, I would expect. I see this fucking trite bullshit every time I go to work. It's on the way. Like I look out and I get this sweet ass view of Rainier, the one mountain in the area that is gigantic, and also this billboard. Every I, time. I, I gotta tell you, you sound flustered, and it sounds like you might need your mind expanded a little bit. Yeah, it sounds like I you should to... get get him down, <laughs> hang out with yeah, her. Yeah, take a little. Take a little toke, take a little a little smoke, you know, a little puff puff. Relax a little bit, because clearly I'm getting really up in my own head. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's the worst. I, I we don't. Should, we should do an episode of the sounding board, well, in which we're all stoned, because it would be a fucking disaster. <laughs> it would be we, such a wreck. We've had a taste of that in the past, and it was a disaster. Yeah, 
I've never but, been on here stoned. No, yeah, you haven't. Wait. But because I, I'm not great stoned. Like I, I'm the worst stoned. Like I, we, I think all of us get pretty antisocial and sleepy. Yeah. What What would happen was we'd sit down. And we'd be like, I hey, would man, say, this album. Yeah, I would say nothing. Kevin yeah, would you say would not nothing. Talk. <laughs> uh, about about like twenty, maybe thirty minutes in, I would be like, hey, uh, I need, I need to go get a drink, and I just wouldn't come back. And Ted would just be here talking to himself into a microphone for an hour. Sounds like the first time I got high. That happened yeah. for like three hours. Someone yeah. gave me a brownie. I was high for like three days, which involved me talking to myself in a bathtub. I was by myself the whole time, um, standing in front of a mirror, moving my face like this. Are you sure they didn't just like dope you with salvia or something? No, it fucking like sounds three like three days, it, right? and they just left you alone. I was. I mean, I was just in my room. Um, For the first three day days. I was no the first day I, when it was like bad I was in my room and then I was just really off the next two days I wasn't stoned for three days I guess I just got fucked up for three days but I was just constantly changing my face in front of the mirror because uh, I felt like I was a transformer it was really dumb I it was very mm, strange that the mm, mm. too much anyway guys I went to a show. What? Yeah. Didn't. Yeah, I went. I finally saw Symbols Eat Guitars. Oh, shit. They, that's right. Uh, I forgot they were doing that. Did yeah, they eat their guitars? Yeah. They, well, did well, their Symbols eat their guitars? Yeah, their sorry, symbols, sorry, sorry. Their Symbols made a valiant attempt at eating their guitars, but were not successful because the guitars were shredding too hard. However, so, oh. so you remember last year when we went to go see them, and we showed up late, and we saw Modern Baseball, which was pretty good, and then we left instead of watching Say Anything. Because yeah. they were we went awful. over this whole thing last. Episode, yeah, so, so I remember yep. very clearly. I I walked up to the to one of the band members who was selling merch, and I started. I told him this story, and he goes, "Oh man, that sucks." Say anything was f- fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they were so bad. <laughs> like he was like, "Yeah, we none of us had ever heard their music before we toured with them." And then the first night they got on stage, we were just like, "Oh no. Oh no." <laughs> but the show was was kick ass. They were so fucking good. Both of the opening bands, um Wild Honey and Field Mouse were awesome. It was super loud, and I forgot headphones, so my ears were ringing for the next 24 hours. And the space that it was in was, um, you remember uh, Numos, which was that big warehouse that we went into yeah. super briefly? Uh, so yeah, it we was saw, basically... uh, what was it? Those two badass guitarists, like hobo mm-hmm. lesbians or something. No. They had, their name was something lesbians, I'm sure of it. But they were I, mm, awesome. I'm not sure who it was. But, and then there were some uh, really drunk people. It was so crazy. it was in the basement of that building, which is like this long, narrow space that one entire wall pretty much is a bar. It was awesome. It was kick-ass. Loved that show. I was so glad to actually get to see them. And man, man, I had forgotten how good some of the shit off that album was. But when they're like fucking destroying your ears live, it is rad. It is so good. That sounds rad. Yeah, no, it was exceptional. <laughs> Ted, what what have you been up to? Uh, uh, not too much. I I mean, I've had a good week, busy. I've been sick all weekend, though, which is really annoying. Came out of nowhere, and my throat was suddenly hurting a lot. 
and I've had a runny nose and I keep having to blow my nose. But I have those like nasty coughing fits, you know, when you have a moment afterwards and you're like crumpled over in pain and you pause like, I think I am going to die. I think I've got cancer. This has to be cancer. It hurts so bad. Uh, and then it's fine immediately after. You just eat a lot of soup and drink a lot of tea. Um, so I've been recovering from that. I Let's see. I've had a couple of excitement. So I finished um, the past few weeks. I've been listening to an audiobook at work <clears throat> when the uh, my coworker that thinks the Eagles is the greatest band ever and is very interesting guy uh when he's not there we play nick offerman's paddle your own canoe um and it's read by nick offerman and it's got like some interlude music that he does on the guitar and he sings a song or two um really great honestly very very good um and so i have been slowly making my way through that and enjoying it um it's it's super funny he's it's kind of like a biography philosophy sort of look um so he kind of i guess he enforces his philosophies by talking about his life and what sort of created them like when he was really young he was in a religious family um and now he doesn't really believe in major religion then he discusses why and he has a bunch of sort of really great moments um with it, which is actually why we don't listen to it when the other co-worker's there, is because he's super religious. Super is kind of an iffy word. But he's more religious than most people I deal with, and he was getting offended by what Nick Offerman was saying. Um, for instance, at one point, Nick Offerman was talking about how he um, was really into this girl in high school. So he did what everyone else did would have done in his situation, which was pretend to be a born-again Christian to get in her pants. And so they would do the thing where, like, they'd go to church together and talk about their sins and the whole group. And he was looking around at all the guys. He's like, yep, about two-thirds of the guys here are doing the exact same thing I am. Um, It's a really funny book. I've been – I've really enjoyed it. He's a great storyteller, um, and he has an incredible vocabulary, like, very effective use of kind of – archaic words at some uh, point words. um <laughs> word, uh, uh, words <laughs> damn it um yeah so it's fucking good Just i would highly recommend uh, it nick offerman nick offerman being the guy oh who right plays... sorry he plays ron swanson on parks and rec he's in a bunch of stuff you've seen throughout the years um he's a, he's been kind of on the fringes of film and television for years now i think like um, early 2000. He was doing a lot of theater work in Chicago, and then he moved to L.A. Um, but his big breakout was with um, Parks and Rec as Ron Swanson, the the manly man sort of thing, which is a really interesting angle he takes with this book because he talks about... Um, a, a lot of people define this book as how to be a man in modern day, um, which he doesn't really... He kind of plays to at first and then immediately kind of cuts it down in an early chapter where he lists off like how to be a man drink scotch shoot your gun into the the stars or like a bunch of you know classic things that get people like yep that's me for sure manly and then he ends it he's like that's all bullshit (laughs) and then he talks about how he prefer to call situations where you know you do a manly thing um or you've got like a manly manly 
I don't know, trait. He prefers to call it capable, um, and sort of like how anyone can be capable rather than manly. It's really excellent. Um, and the audio book is delectable. I don't know. He's a great storyteller. I like his voice a lot. Um, and he's a really funny actor, so I was happy to check that out. I'll probably buy it. It was my, uh, boss had it on his iPad, so we were all looking at it, but I liked enough. I'll look at that. Um, so other than that really long description about that book that everyone <laughs> should check out, um, I've actually I, been waiting to, to read hmm? that one for a while. Um, have so I'm you? glad to hear that it's good. Yeah, no, I, I'd heard yeah, about it a it while out. ago and hadn't, hadn't sat down and checked it out. He's got, I think, two others, maybe three now. Um, the next one I'm going to look at, because it sounds really good. It's a very interesting sort of idea. Um, it's called Gumption. It's his 20 f- for, or t- 21 favorite um, figures in American history um, and why. And sort of like, I think, small biographies about them. I'm not entirely sure. But it sounds pretty cool. Um, I learned a lot from the one book, so I'm excited to read that. I'll probably get the audiobook again because he adds a bunch of random little things in the audiobook where he'll have small tangents and then kind of drag himself back. Um, Speaking yeah, of, so uh, you definitely so, check that so out. So, just to, to kind of branch off of that, um, sure. Television. Yeah. Quick television check in. Finish Jessica Jones, have started Luke Cage. That show's rad. Jessica Jones shows, or Luke Cage? Luke Cage is really good. Well, I haven't started yet, so I don't say anything. Oh, about you it. should. It's excellent, and the soundtrack is kick-ass, and he beats up a bunch of people to the woo. It's great. I'm pretty keen on that. What do you think yeah. of Jessica Jones, though? Uh, Jessica Jones is an interesting one, because I think uh, near the end of the season, it gets really, really hard to watch. Not because it's bad, but because it's about uh, abuse and the episode... Ten, death by 10,000 cuts or 1,000 cuts or whatever, that particular episode was fucking horrifying. Ugh. That was fucking good, though. That was a Ugh. really that, good That episode. whole scene with the lawyer and her wife. Ugh. Everything about that scene was just, like, horrifying. I haven't watched either of these shows. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and give them Ted's out of 10. Right yeah, now. you shouldn't. No. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, love him again. Well, you, I, I know you'd like Jessica Jones. I'm sure I'll love Luke Cage. So Jessica J- Jessica Jones is a is a really cool show um, that can be hard to watch because, like, the problem with it is you know by episode like four what needs to be done, and they take until episode thirteen to actually do it, um, and eleven hey, to decide that's... to do it. Ah. I think that's a bad. Sounds like it's not a good show from your description. I don't. Oh like no, that it's, it's good. It's good. It is that a good like show. That sounds like every don't, show where you're like, I know what needs your... to happen, and then it takes the whole show to happen. How? No, no, weird. no, 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 no. You're 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 confused as to what I mean. I mean like okay. it's clear really, really early in that show what the only way to deal with this person is, hmm. and then like it like it takes a long time for the the lead character to get there. That still sounds like every show ever. Uh, or every I, story. I, I disagree. Um that's fine though. Uh it's good. It's good. I think Luke Cage is um Luke Cage is really interesting because uh it's so it's set in Harlem and it's like it's kind of to me, as a white person, it seems like an unapologetically black show, which is real cool. Yeah, I, I like Jessica Jones for the same sort of thing. It's an unapologetically female show. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think I prefer yeah. apologetic 
black and female shows, to be honest. <laughs> it really helped me feel comfortable with myself. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, f- I feel pretty insecure if they don't. As a white male, I really if only want to watch like a white males the that, like, or like a, hey, sorry. This, yeah, yeah. You're going to see some black people. I go into everything women. expecting it's going to reflect my experience only. So <laughs> that is jarring to me when that happens. That's that's a <laughs> lot. Say. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my uh, my oh, that's TV interlude. I don't have much else to say. <laughs> Those shows are pretty fucking good, and Luke Cage is real fun. Like, I, I've been enjoying that a lot. I'm about halfway through. Camden... Yeah. So how you been, man? Been doing good. anything? Been listening to anything? Uh I've been I started uh my the two guys I work with play hockey, so I'm taking a hockey class right now <laughs> to try to learn how to play hockey. Oh lord. Oh uh, lord. It was pretty fun. I don't know. It was fun. But I uh That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty bad at uh skating form. That's yeah. what I was gonna ask is how is your yeah. skating? Let's start there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty poor. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I can't really stop properly. Every time I try to stop, I just turn around and then like turn around a few <laughs> times and then I slow down. Um, yeah, I think I I don't uh, commit to it enough or anything. But anyways, that should be that should be fun. I really enjoy, I've only done like the first thing. It's just like a couple hours on Wednesday nights. You go and like they teach you stuff, and then after that. Well, I mean, you could you can take the class or like just join the league or whatever. But then they have like weekly games and stuff. So I don't know. Trying to do the whole out of college now and need to go find things to do in which that that involve meeting new people because it's I do hard, man. To do that thing, I do not it need to ask strangers work. on friend dates. And be like, <laughs> like, hey, you seem company. cool. You yeah. want to hang yep, out sometime no. with just us? Hey, hey uh, coworker, yeah. can I see you outside of work sometime? Yeah. Not like a, I know a I already date, see you but maybe a friend a week, date. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help. Yeah, so I did that. Um, been watching this uh, circus of an election a lot. That's oh, nice. yeah. Oh, oh no, I've been avoiding nuts. it. Mm. Yeah. I've... It's nuts. Oh man, you need mm. you need to start watching. We're living in like a historic. No, we're living in a, no. we're living in a historical yeah, this moment is right at, now. This is no. This is, it's, it's, it's no, it's exciting. Yeah, no. it's exciting right now. It's unfortunate in many ways, but the fact that we can watch this and be like, "Look, this is like a genesis of a new political party or something, possibly yeah. like that," as we were talking about earlier. It's yeah, nuts. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically. I'm sure anyone listening to this who is in the U.S. and follows the elections at all knows what has been happening with the Mm. Trump campaign. But basically, uh, he is tearing the Republican Party apart from the inside. And, yeah. And he is going to lose so hard. Glenn Beck. Glenn, yeah. Fucking Glenn fucking Beck said he will not vote (laughs) for Trump. Glenn Beck is an insane person. Said he would yeah. vote for Hillary to keep Trump yeah. out of office. That's he. Nuts. He was like, he was like, if voting against Trump means Hillary will be president, so be it. That's from fucking Glenn Beck. What That's insane? <laughs> what? Yeah, Paul Paul yeah. Ryan was doing the same sort of thing after the yeah the Paul Ryan's know, distancing himself, saying he's not going to show up at any rallies, and he basically told 
House Republicans to vote with their conscience and to basically mm-hmm. focus on their own races. Um, because all, all the smart people in the party, you know, the ones that aren't just like uh, on the Trump train can tell mm-hmm. that this is a sinking ship, like, Get seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he yeah, is I'm... going down in flames. And, like, everyone who is associated with this is going to have a hard time having a career afterwards. Yeah. It's a fucking mess. And, and Paul Ryan is still sure the crazy there's, I'm pretty he's... sure there's worse stuff coming out. That seems to be all the indication. Oh, yeah. It seems like yeah. every week there's a new terrible <laughs> thing. But uh, Paul yeah. Ryan is, like, the biggest one hearing him say that because he's the mm-hmm. um, highest office-holding Republican at the moment. He's the yeah, he's the House, the House Majority Leader. Yeah, or uh, yeah, Speaker yeah, of the House. Yeah. yeah, whatever. It fucking but is. yeah, it's crazy nuts. Like that's crazy. Yeah, he's causing in, he's causing infighting in the party. Like his some of his uh, <laughs> spokespeople are telling their supporters to not vote for other like down ticket Republicans. Yeah, especially Ugh. if they're not still reporting if they're not still supporting Trump. Um. This is, I don't know. To me, this is good news because it means like yeah. he has almost no scenario in which he can win now because he's not going to win anyone new and he's clinging so hard onto his uh, base who, you know, his most fervent base are like the type of people who will not abandon him no matter what. Like like mm-hmm. he said in the beginning of his, uh, his campaign, like he could walk into the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot someone in the head and they would still vote and for him. And he would still, yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, man. he's crazy. <laughs> I, they live yeah, in a I, super interesting time to see this. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I'm getting a kick out of watching it because this is like, yeah, totally unprecedented. Very I've been, interesting. Situation. I've been like covering my head, pretending that none of it's happening. It's uh... it's all happening. <laughs> yeah, it's all <laughs> happening. And, I mean, it's really like seeing the division with the political system at this point is super interesting because the beginning of all of this election year was um, like all the political scientists were talking about how this is the most stratified um, out of all elections. I think is since the start of the United States or since the start of the Republicans versus Democrats um, or just in a long fucking time, whatever it is like just huge level of stratification. And then having like, if this, continues and you have like that whole breakdown of the republican system it could finally change the whole shitty two-party system we have going on right now it could actually i don't know be good trump could be good for us in this really fucking weird unexpected way i don't know man i think it's it's i i think there's a difference between like coming together in like in a positive way and like banding together to to not have something like Trump and then everybody splits apart afterwards like i don't see this as the end of the radical right right no i don't no, think it'll end gonna, it but i think it will help it's not going to be but it's going to it's going to split with the more centrist half of the party in a way that gives neither of them power over the democratic party so yeah, if like awesome. the Republican Party's worst case scenario right now, like if this went horribly and you know every Trump supporter didn't vote for any other Republican, and no 
Republican, no like moderate Republican voted for Trump. This could end with uh, like landslide presidential victory, Democrats taking the Senate and the House. And I'm not that's that's not super likely, but like that's a possibility if this gets bad right enough, now. you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that was not possible like a week ago. Yeah, that was totally like yeah, no, unheard of. Yeah, oh, um, but it could be now, especially if something even worse comes out. Um, I don't know. I I think it's fascinating, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, and I'm mostly just yeah. really happy in my uh very. I feel very safe belief now that Trump will lose very badly. Um, yeah, because I really was super likely. nervous last week. Like I was he, really nervous. Yeah. He and has very, he has like it. almost no path in the electoral college to win right now. He, yeah, he. There would have to be significant changes. the The funniest comment I saw on Reddit this week, I think, was um, because it was like right after that tape came out, and someone was like, "Well, the good news for Trump is he can still win." The bad news is that involves Clinton carving a swastika under her forehead. <laughs> oh. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's an interesting thing to watch. Uh it is yeah, kind of in a stressful way. Like I, I watched the debate last night and I was legitimately stressed out for the entire time. Um, that's why I didn't watch yeah. it. I uh, went to a movie instead. It was great. That's, that was probably yeah. That probably made you feel a lot better than watching that. Yeah, movie. no, it was a good movie. It was all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good oh, fun anyways, times for everybody. I, I just want to yeah for you know when people if anyone listens to this uh, episode out of you know out of this month and then like some other time kind of dated a little bit with that discussion, but yeah. Um, that's all right. Maybe the world will be over by then. Who knows? Hey, who knows? Can't plan <laughs> yeah. for it. Either that or, uh, or God Emperor Trump will find this recording and throw us over the border to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, didn't, if, you didn't, if you did not watch the debate last night, you missed the historic moment of the first time a U.S. presidential candidate has threatened to imprison the other one if he is elected. So <laughs> that's, that's where we're at now. <laughs> God. Oh man! Just to give you a, a, a indication of the the uh, level of high discourse here. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyways, let's talk about some music, guys. A, we just spent fun, like it's fifteen a fun time minutes to be on that. American. Let's talk about music instead, <laughs> please, please, please. What have we been listening to? Um, you know, I honestly listened to basically what Reeves listened to last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I listened to the Tycho album. Okay. Which was rad. Um, I liked it. I was more into it than, um, his last album, Awake. Because I'm like, I'm like a super, super fan of the album Dive. I love that album so much. Um, yeah, that is I thought incredible. Awake is really good, but I thought it was pretty much just like Dive, Dive Part, Part two, 2, but not as unique. Or not as, not, well, it was like, it was basically like the same thing, you know? So not as unique because it didn't come first. But uh, <laughs> this one is still, and this one's called Epoch. Um, this one is still like totally 
you know, just Tycho sound, like really driving uh, drum beats and like guitar loops and stuff over sort of like uh, uh, all the like really nice, gentle, like arpeggiated synth tones that he's really good at. Excellent driving music, Tycho, for sure. Yeah, great for driving. Oh man, it's so Um, good to drive to that. Yeah. Uh, And this album is, I, I feel, takes it a little bit more in like a little more complex, like rhythmic directions with a lot of tracks where he seems to be experimenting more with that, because most of his stuff is pretty much, you know, 4-4, four, four, pretty straightforward beats. And, uh, I, I, yeah, you hear him, like, doing some stuff with different time signatures here and, like, making it a little more complex than it was before. Not that it wasn't, you know, that not that it was, like, basic before, but uh, definitely kind of sort of expanding the sound in a, you know, in a, you know, way that's you know clearly moving forward and still keeping his unique sound so i thought that was a really good album nice fan. That's good check to hear. that out uh i listened to the bony Vare album another one uh reeves listened to last week wait what do you think do you think well, I'm um, right in thinking i'll hate most of that album it so you don't like anything you've yeah you don't like anything you've heard with him with the uh, the vocal effects right no i, w- I okay, wish i did but anytime like even if i love I, an artist i fucking i hate. like his use of um, the vocal effects and auto-tune and stuff. I think he does interesting things with it. Uh, the album itself, seen, it was like it's like really short and has a lot of short tracks, and it felt kind of like scattered to me. Like it felt like a lot of really brief, just like ideas thrown in there. A lot of it sounds really cool and interesting, um, and like I enjoy listening to it. Like I listened to it like three or four times, but it hasn't really like come together as an album for me. So I'm not sure how long it'll stick around, but I do like enjoy it sonically a lot. Like I think if you're into that side of what he does and he doesn't do it throughout the whole album, but it is like most of it, you know, at least listen to it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's only like 32 minutes long, so it's worth at least going through it once, you know? Yeah. That's not bad at all. But, uh, yeah, at least just to see the, uh, very odd, like, uh, Reeves was saying the Aphex twin track names. That's oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I listened to some other stuff, I think. I listened to other albums by the uh, artists we are going to talk about, which I don't think... Did we mention at the beginning of the show? What the no, we didn't. missed Someone it. Someone burned through everything. <laughs> we I tried to like, make it obvious that we did. Mm-hmm. So we're just not going to say it right now. We'll say it later. Yeah, we'll oh, <laughs> is this my job? Jo- all, right, all right. No, no, yeah, we're, no, no. Okay. I'm just saying I mean, I, we're going to say it later. Okay. Okay. I guess people will see the title of the episode. Yeah. yeah. No, that might happen. Yeah. They'll know. That. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I listened to other albums from that artist who we'll talk about shortly. Um. And that was pretty much the majority of my listening this week. Good Very deal. nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm caught up on the Reeves playlist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've also been listening to the album that's going to be announced at the end of this episode. Spoiler. I haven't checked ah. it out yet. I've been bad. I'm really excited to listen to it though. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about did, you, Josh? You listen to I anything? did some listening. I did a little bit of listening. I listened to our album of the week a couple times. That was a thing that you I opened did. Your ears. Uh, yeah, I opened my ears and my mind and my heart. I also listened to uh, to some of the weekend. I remembered that last year the weekend put out a pretty dope summer jam called "Can't Feel My Face," and I heard that recently, and I was like, "Shit, I should listen to some more of the weekend." So I went and I listened to uh, "Beauty Behind the Mountain." English is hard. Beauty Behind the Madness, which was their 2015 album. 
Um, I like their sound a lot, man. It's it's an easy sound to listen to. And and it's, it's like one guy. All right, him. <laughs> Jesus Christ, so picky. Uh, it's an easy sound to listen to, and and it's fun. It's fucking fun. It's great for for running. It's great for like. Playing video games. It's great for a lot of things. It's just really good background music for me. I dig it. And um, so, I also went and listened to uh, to some more Symbols Eat guitars on my own time outside of the actual show. Did you have you listened? Have you heard all the Symbols Eat guitars albums? Have I have their, not uh, heard two? Why There Are Mountains. Oh, you should. I've not gone and checked that out. That was yeah. It it was yeah. That's a good album. It's a. Uh, it's kind of when they, I don't think, had totally come into their own sound. So that's the one where there are so many parts of that album where it's like, oh, it's a modest mouse part. <laughs> oh yeah 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 um, yeah. But <laughs> it's right. it's really solid. It's a good album. Did you uh, did Just you make it? it sure. Did you go back and listen to Pretty Years again or no? Pretty Years. Uh, I haven't yet. No, okay, that's the new gotcha. one, right? Yeah, that is the. Uh, there are some fantastic guitar riffs in that, but I I liked it a lot, so I spent a little bit more time with that. And I've decided I kept... to never listen to music with guitar in it again. Perfect. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I listened to a couple tracks off a uh, Atrocity Exhibition, and I wasn't it wasn't oh, clicking yeah, for me. So I need <sighs> to like go through the whole fucking thing. Um, just like when I, maybe it was just when I listened to it. Maybe it was that I was listening to it with uh, with my lady friend who's not super into weird hip hop. Uh, so it was hard for me to get yeah, excited I, I about it. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's not how I would listen to it. How would you listen to it? <laughs> On my own, turned up to. You get some of that sticky icky. Yeah, I don't know that. Well, actually, if I'm, that's the only like context in which I can smoke is if I <laughs> do it by myself and I just listen to music the whole time. Sounds great. Yep, perfect. Yeah, yeah that, that's actually but a pretty good way to do it. Yes, give that. I'll, I've been lis- listening to that still too, and that one's gonna stick with me. Keep listening to that one. That okay. album is brilliant. Okay, I will. I'll do it. I'll keep yeah. listening to it. Um, and then I added a couple other albums that I haven't actually got to listen to. Um, I really want to hear Wildflower. I it's it's been like creeping yeah. throughout my list, but I haven't I haven't done it yet. I think that's a next week thing for me. That's a really good one. Those have been all, uh, my albums. Uh, I don't know, man. There's just been some something something to the the poppy sounds that I've been liking lately. Uh, so Ted shakes his head. <laughs> you know, I've Ted, never. I was gonna bring this up. I've never listened to a weekend album. The way I I know the Beauty Behind the Madness one was like his big like coming out as a pop star album because like some a lot of his early stuff was kind of as far as i could tell like i heard singles from that stuff and it was it was definitely part of like the whole alt r&b thing yeah i think it's still like Mm -hmm. his bass but it was definitely more like it sounded like it was definitely more lo-fi and like indie oriented and then he kind of evolved into a big pop star yeah over the last it it definitely seems that way which is yeah definitely an interesting interesting trajectory I mean, it's it's not exclusive to him though. Like you, as as pop, yeah, no, moves more in an electronic direction. You see a lot of it. Like that's kind of how you would describe Usher, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if, what Usher's early albums sound like, so I have no idea. Okay, I think reasonable. pretty much the same as far as I understand. Very similar, less. I don't know more '90s, early 2000s, but still the 
pop R&B. They probably sound like sounds. I'd say. Yeah, they, they have, have sounds, sounds to them. There they are there yeah. are notes. I would say There's... that seems likely. Um, couple Ted, pauses. Ted, what did you listen to? You listen to some stuff, right? I did. I got I got my ears on and I put stuff in them. It was great. Um, <clears throat> first thing I listened to this week. Um, I've been meaning to for a little while. There's two albums that came out that have been on my phone. Um, that I have not given time, even though I've been meaning to. First one I listened to was And the Anonymous Nobody, uh, something, something, something. Oh, I listened to like half of that by De La Soul. Yeah, the De La Soul album that came out a little Mm -hmm. bit. It's like the first album in like 15 years or something. A long damn time. Um, And, you know, they're a super highly regarded hip-hop collective um, apparently their 89 album, Three Feet High and Rising, is one of the most, I don't know, their probably most loved album, from what I've read briefly. Um, but I've been yeah. meaning to listen to more it's De La Soul for years, um, from when I watched The Chappelle Show and he had De La Soul on there. And I was always like, I'll check out those guys, Chappelle likes them. Um, so I'm getting a little snuffy, I can't tell if you can hear it. I'm gonna blow my nose, because I'm sick. You need a <laughs> cough button, tell me. Uh, the other album I listened to was a Gito Gito Hustler album called Ew. Gito Gito Galore. They're a, a four, um, they're they're like an all female punk band from Kyoto in Japan. Um, they're really, I don't know, high energy, high pitched. What you'd expect from an all female punk band from Kyoto, Japan. Um, <laughs> They're super fun. It's a fun album. I check it out. There was they've got hold on, huh. got to click on it. Um, Where'd you hear about those guys? I've never heard of. I them. so I've been trying to. I was trying to remember um, the name of a famous in Japan. I guess they're not that famous in the U.S. Uh, Japanese rock band called Happy End. They're famous. I think I've talked about them, but they were yeah, the yeah, first. Yeah, you're talking about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So they were the first Japanese band to. Um, or Japanese rock band to, to sing be a band. Japanese the first Japanese and band to be a band. Ever. They were the first Japanese band. They're so old right now; it's nuts. Um, but so I was trying to remember their names, so I was googling like Japanese rock band, and then someone had a list of their twenty-five favorite ones. I was like, oh, I'll have to dig through these. There's a couple that I already knew. There's like Durant and Gray. Um, they had that. Um, oh, what is the name of that grindcore band? That. Um, Shit, what are they called? Not Grindcore. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, God, you've talked to me about them before, Camden. They're insane. Uh, it's like 40-second songs that are just like super high energy, and the guy just screams a lot. Melt Banana. Melt Banana? Oh, well, yeah. Hey. Well, it sounded like you're describing the entire genre of Grindcore. Yeah, okay, so that is Grindcore. I thought <laughs> I and said the Melt wrong Banana name. Is I'm not so a bad. Band. Then I'm saying, oh. okay, so I listen to Melt Banana. But what's the one I'm thinking of? There's a Japanese Grindcore band. Um, oh, I don't know. That fucking... Well, I'm going to see if I can remember what they're called. Um, they're, <laughs> like, the, the most famous one. You've told me about them before. 
This is super important. Everyone needs to know what this is. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was looking up this list, and there was a bunch <laughs> of really excellently listed bands. And this, so I was just like, oh, I'll listen to a couple of these. Um, and so I checked this one out because it was. Um, I was listening to what was that one album the other the other week? Life without buildings, any other city, which is the same sort of thing. Where you've just got like that one's a little more upbeat, uh, like poppy punk, but it's got that whole really to use Camden's word driving um, track with like an insane uh, small high pitched voice just like babbling into a microphone. It's great. I fucking does, love does that have, style. Yeah, it's so much fun. Does it have the like stream of consciousness lyrics like Life Without yeah. Buildings does? Yeah, I, I think it's a and little bit to to that album less. Again. And the that album is awesome. I yeah, really like Life Without Buildings is amazing. You should yeah, also listen I, to the because they only have that album, like the actual album, and then there's a live album as well. It's like a live in Australia somewhere, and yeah. um, that ha that has like my because they do like all the songs from that album plus like one or two more. And those are like my favorite versions of the tracks for the live version. So you should check that one. Okay. Out. Yeah, sure. no, I'll definitely do that. I bet there's guys. Super before fun we life. go any uh, further, I went ahead and uh, decided to do us a service, and I okay. googled Japanese grindcore. And uh, I I was trying this, to, but my computer wasn't doing it. I found this website called AsiaMetalhead.com, and okay. they have a list of offensive Japanese obscenity Japanese grindcore bands you need to check out. Yes. So I want to give you yeah. some titles, okay? Let's go. Please Pop them out. All right, all right. We have uh, top of the list, Butcher ABC. Now, in Butcher ABC, each of the band members, is a they, they, they have a stage name that starts with Butcher. So we've got Butcher Taka, who's on the bass, Butcher HSO, who's on the drums, Butcher K, who's on vocals, and Butcher Anal to Shit, who's on guitar and vocals. <laughs> We also have uh, <laughs> next on the list, bathtub shitter. Oh man, let's, let's go through this whole a, list. Yeah. There's only like a couple left. Don't worry. Unholy grave, uh, orgasm grind disruption, and uh, fl- flagitous idiosyncrasy in the dilapidation. Whoa, that's a lot. Those are your Japanese grindcore metal bands. Yeah, grindcore. So I just I wanted to share those with you. I, Before we go any further, thank you for that. Japanese, yeah, Japanese band names are always extra weird. I don't know. I mean, every band you can have the possibility anywhere. I guess they're not necessarily the only ones. Um, but I've always found but, like a yeah, Grindcore definitely has a focus on like shocking names of like bands and albums and song titles and stuff for sure. It's kind of a shock genre. It's kind of like. All right, I was totally babbling to try and find the name some more, and I'm really close. I promise. Oh my god! Uh, no, we've got to move on, so, man. Okay, no, we no, can't. I'm as close. As I'm gonna. I'm not going further. I promise. I promise. I just wanted to say, um, the <laughs> singer is connected to the John Zorn Naked City grindcore band. It's the same singer in that one. Um, whatever his, his name is. Uh, oh, Boredoms. Boredoms, yeah. Yeah, they're not. Oh, what they're a weirdly a normal band. name. What am I thinking of then? Yeah. Fuck. Okay, we, so we all have that to move on. We have to move on. You have to move on. 
Get a life. Okay, yeah, so Hortums, the other album I Hortums listened has to. done all kinds of stuff. <laughs> really, the, I guess I only listened to their grindcore album. Then I don't know. The, the, it doesn't the, matter. The John Zorn one is like him doing grindcore stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I thought I remembered Boredom's doing a grindcore album. They um, probably have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because I, I I like listened to a little of something. <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm in charge. This is a, this is a great discussion. <laughs> this is super uh, important. Um, so okay. the other one I listened to was the Sunlux album that came out a couple weeks or months ago. Oh, there's um, a new Sunlux. I, I didn't realize that. I don't know if it's new anymore, technically. It's called Stranger Forms. Um, oh. It's super cool. It's it's way bigger than the last one, I thought. Um, or it always felt bigger to me. If you watched the Tiny Desk concert he did... Um, I think a couple of the songs from that concert were in this album, like the really fun ones where you had the the full chorus and a band. Um, it's really fun. Yeah, it's really great. Like his voice did super well with that full backing. Um, I believe it's "You Don't Own Me" and "Change Everything." No, it's "You Don't Own Me" and "Cage of Bones." I think were the ones on the NPR uh, Tiny Desk, and it was really fun. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen that, go watch that because that's great. And I really liked this album a lot. Um, and yeah, the other stuff I listened to doesn't really matter that much. I touched on some stuff not worth me trying to babble and remember a band that wasn't even actually grindcore anymore. So um, uh, yeah, that's what I've listened to. And you also listened to our album of the week. <laughs> nope, that's it. I didn't listen to that. <laughs> that's it. Oh, perfect. That. Perfect. Yeah. You yeah, chose our album of the week. Did I? You sure I did. Wrong. Yeah. I'm not uh, wrong. Uh, I don't know about that. That sounds like you're making that shit up again. You're always being so kooky and making shit up. But yeah, yep. I did. I'm, yep. <laughs> yep. You sure uh, did. I I did in fact choose the album of the week. Um, Three Eleven second album. Uh, something. I didn't know what it was. I was, I was going to oh, be, yeah. good, like, really smooth. That's, that's what I actually listened to as well. <laughs> oh, good. Because yeah. that's all I listened to. I was like, I, I know we're not going to talk about New Jibes, so. Yeah, that's definitely not what would happen. Come on. No. I don't care about that guy. That guy's not even important at all. Um, yeah, so we listened to New Jibes second sophomore album. I, lo- I can never remember to say sophomore album. When I want to, I always say second album and then get really embarrassed and sad. I always accidentally say, like, sophomoric album or something. Sophomore, sophomoreite album. Soph- something, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know how it goes. But I didn't this time. So it's a sophomore album, um, Modal Soul. It was a 2005 release. Um, Nujibes is, and I can, I'm never sure about his name because I would always say Nujibes. It seems like it's Nujibes. That seemed to New be Jibes? the cons- not like total consensus, but that seemed but a to big be enough the most one. Likely, it makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. So he's a Japanese hip hop producer, um, MC, or I guess DJ, not MC. Um, he owned two record stores in Japan. He started the label. This album came out on Hideout Productions, um, and his name is Jun Seba. He was born in 1974. Very exciting facts. I wrote a biography. I'm going to present it in class. Um, so he's a really interesting artist. I, I first heard him back in like 2005, 2006. 
when the anime Samurai Champloo came out. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched that when it was on TV or have mm-hmm. since watched it. Yeah. Uh, okay, good, because that show is fucking awesome. Um, it's a very well-loved show, and it's actually, along with me, it's how a number, like a huge number of people came to find his music and fall in love with his music because he did the whole soundtrack. Um, most notably the theme song Battle Cry with uh, another uh, a feature on this album, Shingo 2. Um, so he's kind of chill hop, jazzy, um, hip hop fusion guy. That's his, that's his big shtick. He put out a bunch of singles and then he only released two albums um, and then he died. Um, and his third album was Posthumous, right? No, it yeah. wasn't. No, yes, no, it, it wasn't. Was. Okay. No, sorry. No. I, I got <laughs> lied to you for a second. It was a Posthumous <laughs> album. Um, okay. So in 2010, he was in a car crash and died, which is very sad. Um, I did not. Okay, so I mm-hmm. had heard of this guy's name a lot mm-hmm. before we did this episode. I had not listened to him before. I had no idea he was dead. Yeah? At all. I thought, yeah, I thought he was the guy who's, like, still releasing music and stuff. Because I had seen him mentioned so frequently. Yeah, he's talked um, about a lot. You know, like, I just didn't, I just never, like, you never really assume, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, you hear someone saying, like, that guy's probably dead. I was like, oh, sure. man, that sucks. He's dead? Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I found out. Yeah. I found out late, too. Because I, I found that out, actually, just, like, a couple of years ago. Maybe two at years and I was really enjoying a run of his music a little bit. Um, but so, uh, he doesn't have too much going on about him that I've found. Mostly he's just a really loved artist. Um, the two albums that came out while he was alive, uh, modal soul and metaphorical music, um, both got really good reviews. And then his, uh, posthumous album spiritualized i think or something um i'm having a really hard time looking anything up when i want to find Spiritual it today so i'm just stopping album. looking at things um thank you for that so a lot of the one what was on that album was actually just tracks he'd been obviously working on before like a bunch of stuff on his camera and just opened that beer with a knife <laughs> that looked really excellent it was the, the closest camera. thing I understand. I've done it a bunch yeah. of times. I've definitely cut myself doing it too. Um, but yeah, spiritual uh, spiritual state was um, good for that. That'd be funny to see and traumatic because <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do from all the way over here. Um, well, you guys couldn't do anything. As most so... albums are, <laughs> yeah, call the cop or like the cops, and then realize yeah. I don't know where you live. It'd be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was he had a bunch of tracks left over that he'd just been working on for a while bunch were found on his cell phone uh for instance shingo 2 the he and new jabes the there's an album or a song on this album called lovesick part three um i don't know if you looked into it too much but there's six parts to that uh and the sixth one came was a posthumous release sort of mm. he they found the beat that I actually new didn't had listen been to the posthumous making. one I didn't. I didn't listen to the rest of them. Actually, I had it on. Oh. I still have it open on my computer, waiting for me to listen to it. And I didn't get to it because I'm a big dumb idiot. Because that's all. Metaphorical is dope. music is rad as fuck. You should listen to that one at least. 
Yeah, I listened to that whole thing. Um, so actually, if Lovesick 1 or 2 are on that, I've heard that one as well, but I just didn't realize. Mm. Uh, but Metaphorical Music is really good. Both of these albums are just outstanding, frankly. Um, and so the interesting thing for me, because I've listened to his music on and off over years now, um, four years now, and it was actually just this past month that I really like sat down and listened to modal soul. I was so taken by it. Part of it was because it was the same week we were doing music by three eleven, So I just wanted to listen to something else <laughs> and I couldn't, couldn't handle any more music. So I put this on. Had to cleanse um, your ears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that just, that sort of really chill downbeat, um, uh, elevator music sort of feeling, uh, really stuck with me i I saw someone describe it as a very nostalgic style not because it's like reminds me of back in the day but it just seems to hit nostalgia so well it's very strange i agree yeah that i think that feeling in this music is like palpable for i don't know what it Mm. is but yeah, yeah that's like one of the main things i noticed about it like that that is a huge strength of that of this music to me yeah, I think I've it's, had, I've it, had it triggers a lot of like nostalgic DJ. feelings, and it also feels just like really, like legitimately uplifting to me. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah, it's so yeah. uplifting. It's so weird, <laughs> and I cannot figure out why. I mean, you can. I was trying to break it down in the smallest mm-hmm. ways. Like the lyrics are all really pleasant and uplifting, and yeah, like, and they're all like really positive and stuff like that. Yeah, super sweet. positive, and that helps. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that. Um, and I thought I don't about think the production. That's exactly I was like, what it is, though. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's it's not. And I thought maybe it was just in the production. Um, God, my nose is driving me nuts. Um, but it's it's pretty simple. I mean, like most of the loops he's using are pretty small. There's some nice samples, but there's no particular thing that should make it this mm-hmm. pleasant. This uh, this like a happy i don't know what it is i cannot figure it out you know but i think I one it. aspect of of the nostalgic thing for me might be that i don't think his music was used but music that sounds very very similar to this i don't remember if it was his or not was used in like the adult swim like show transitions that was, it uh, was yeah like that was flying lotus ago. no it was um, flying lotus it was flying lotus it wasn't, that was before he was big it was all flying. Yeah, Lotus. no, I know that flying. I know that flying Lotus did something. I don't know that it, it was it all. Did he do all of it? I'm pretty sure he did all of it. Like that was well, a big thing at his. I career. mean, I think I, I I know he did a big chunk of it because yeah, like uh, a bunch of the sounds like from that you know station totally were. That's like, a really flying good Lotus point though. His first, yeah, yeah, because I hadn't thought about that because that mm-hmm. definitely would be the first time I'd ever really dealt with anything that sounds like this. Yeah, I'm pretty so it, sure that was all Flying Lotus, but it's well, possible that they they after Samurai Shampoo snuck New James in a bunch of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Adult Swim started in 2001. Like, mm-hmm. it's had a lot of time to uh, to to have that that sort of thing. I don't know though because I I'm kind of with you. It it definitely does feel very reminiscent of that. Um, I think for me, one of the things that stood out was the production was like mostly done in, in, um, as you said, like, I don't know, I don't know my scales perfectly, but I can tell you these weren't, that the, the tracks weren't in minor, right? They all sounded like very major scale things, which, you know, are socialized to, to be 
uplifting and happy to begin with. But there was something, like you said, kind of weirdly nostalgic about it. Um, yeah. Which was very interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I can't put my finger on I like your idea, though, Camden. That I hadn't thought about that at all. That makes a lot of sense um, for for me as someone who's watched so much Adult Swim in my life. Yeah, no, I think uh, it, like, it reminds me of watching that stuff when I was, like, 14 or 15, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, I have um, a bunch of the images. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember back in like. But I, I don't know if that's what that feeling comes from totally because it seems yeah. like this is like a super common feeling that you know, like a super common reaction to this music, like across all kinds of people who listen to it. Um, yeah, it's a good so argument. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, so other than that, I can't so, think yeah, of any some, reason. Some for sounds it. just like have that effect. Like we were just talking about. Uh, Taiko before and like Taiko has that effect on me like almost yeah, every time it does the same it. sort of thing yeah um it's nuts yeah so like I don't know if I can pinpoint where that comes from but it's definitely like it's got that feeling in spades for sure like that is yeah it's like the it's strongest like feeling of the album I don't know years yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. really curious um and, it's very inviting you know, and like yeah, it's one of those things uh-huh. that after I think like I I don't know after you listen to it a few times it feels like you've been familiar with the album for longer than you actually have, I think. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool, and I I've dealt with that a little bit, but not as apparent as this album. So mm. I don't know. I thought I'd give get everyone else feeling nostalgic and uplifted, and share yeah. this with you guys. Uh, what were your thoughts? Oh, I hated it. As a it. general thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's nostalgically <laughs> yeah. terrible. As you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's fantastic. I uh, I was kicking myself that I haven't listened to his stuff before because I've heard this name so so often. Mm-hmm. The whole point, I, I think this album was fantastic. Uh, I think it, you know, f- like, first of all, you're mentioning it has that you know, strong nostalgic feeling and it's, you know, very warm and inviting and uh, just makes me feel very happy every time I listen to it, which is a great, you know, quality to start with. And then, um, like, like the production's really interesting, like, it's interesting, it's like, you know, really great uses of jazz piano and, like, all kinds of different um, sort of jazzy instruments. And it's it's one of those weird things because it, like, it's very like I think one of the main criticisms you could make is that this sounds like elevator music, right? Yeah. Um, and like I feel that too, but it doesn't sound. It's not, you know, like like most elevator music, like the stuff you'll hear, you know, when you're on like a on like a call waiting or like in an elevator for sure, um, is you know, something that you hear and has basically no effect on you. Like, it's it's very light and gentle like this, but I've always really it's... liked elevator music. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, things people classify as elevator music has always yeah. appealed to me. I like that sort of soft background, like, you kind of nod your head to it as yeah. you're standing in the elevator. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that could definitely be, like, a, uh, a sort of negative for a lot of people. Like, I, I don't think yeah. elevator music has a good reputation among. <laughs> that's yeah, know, that's fair. Music listeners in general, probably. Uh, 
And this definitely has that kind of sound, but it's um, I don't know. I feel like it it really it really it really draws me in at least. Um, and I th- I think the uh, like the the verses they have on here, um, I wasn't like blown away by any of them. You know, I thought they they fit the style very well. Um, they didn't like impress me hugely, but uh, I think I think they fit with this music really well and they also I think if it wasn't done skillfully like a lot of the verses could have come off as kind of like super and like maybe to other people listen to this album this will come off this way but they could have come off as like pretty cliche like backpack rap oh, yeah. verses yeah exactly um, and like I, I kind of feel that at certain parts but I don't know something about how warm the whole album is like th- there are things I could see that would bother me otherwise that don't at all in this one. Uh, I don't know. I I really like it. I think it's great. I've been listening to it like constantly okay. since. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really easy um, to listen to us and do stuff too, which is helpful. Yeah. No. I, I've I've listened to it at work like every day. I just like turn it on. And <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. My boss I... was actually like the other day was like, "Are is this elevator music?" Like he said that, <laughs> and it was like he liked he liked. Because he likes hip hop, so he liked the parts with like the rappers on it. Um, yeah. But when I got to the instrumental ones, he was like, "Is this elevator?" <laughs> <laughs> That's appropriate. Mm. What about you, Josh? So I'm kind of of two minds. Um, I didn't really care for the hip hop for the rapping on this album very much at all. Mm. Like it didn't really do much for me and i i don't know why that is exactly like i don't know if it was that it was almost exclusively about like uplifting topics or if it was that like i didn't feel like there was too much power behind any of the rappers um (laughs) yeah there wasn't and i agree with you i don't think the verses on anything stand out like yeah yeah, it's it's almost it's hard for me to remember some of them like yeah they didn't they there, there isn't much stickiness to them for me yeah and I think that's kind of okay. Like, I don't think that these would be exceptional backbeats for power rappers. Um, mm-hmm. No. Yeah, that wouldn't. <laughs> I, I did think it was cool that, that these beats were used with rap, because that's not where I would have expected to hear them, right? They're much more jazzy than, than that. They're much warmer and more positive. Like, they're not break beats. Um, they're not... They're not what you hear today in hip hop, um, they don't have any of that smoky quality that's gotten super super common and popular. They hardly like they're they're not they they haven't moved in the electronic direction. So it's a really interesting back for hip hop and for rapping. But the rapping itself, like I don't know what it was, but it didn't it didn't go for me. Like I didn't I don't know, man. Maybe I just don't like like. Too much thanking God and positivity in my hip hop. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just that like the rappers were were kind of bland. Um, the music, though, the actual production was like you said, really easy to listen to. Um, and and I think like my favorite tracks were focused on that. Like I really like liked World's End Rhapsody um, a lot. Yeah, I I like mm. the the. Uh... Instrumentals are my favorite tracks by far. Um, yeah, and I I think I'm fantastic. I'm in the same place. I think that the instrumentals are really what stand out for me here. 
and like there's some there's definitely some good stuff with lyrics i'm not like i'm not going to be crazy and say that there there wasn't i think uh there was there was some stuff that was it maybe i'm misremembering where did did ordinary joe have the sort of bluesy sounding guy on it maybe yeah. not yeah yeah yeah, I yeah. Think so yeah yeah, I liked that. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry Collier was his name. Yeah, that was that yeah. was cool, and it wasn't just a verse. It was kind of like someone with a unique voice. I think I think that's one of the things that made a lot of the verses not stand out super well. Is a lot of these, mm-hmm. um, I'd say, a lot of these rappers didn't really have like distinctive voices, so it yeah. kind of sounded just like you know a rotary of like different people stepping through. Um, yeah, and I that think was, it was one. Of, that was one of the ones that was like a distinct, more distinctive vocal performance for sure. Yeah, and I, I think like I think it was a um, um, thank you. What in particular, where I was listening to it, and I just like I didn't have any sense of the the rapper from from the lyrical content, and that mm-hmm. was kind of a bummer. Um, but like, let's. I want to focus on the production a little bit too, because that's what I liked about it, and I think that's where we we all it really clicked. And for I think all that's I think that's the draw of this guy. Like that's yeah, that's his um, thing. Tizzy is a producer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. As I was being like, <laughs> as as I was listening through it and like hearing the raps and being like, I mm, mm, I still wanted to listen to the album, right? I still found myself like saying, "Oh, I'm going to go back to this again and listen to it again." Um, and I was actually kind of bummed out. I'd been listening to it on on Apple Music and and sat down at, on my computer, which does not have Apple Music, uh, only has Spotify, and I couldn't find it in there. And I don't know why. All I could find was uh, a tribute album to it for it. Go figure. I don't know, man. Yep. There's no, yeah. there's no. Well, they just don't have the yeah. Rights with it's the a, it's label. a real bummer. Sure, so, sure. like, yep. I liked it, and it was really easy to listen to, and it was really, really good background music for me. And like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I almost wish it was like. I almost wish there was more singing and less rapping, or just less rapping, because mm-hmm. the like, I. I, I I almost don't like that there's something about it that is like so so in contrast to what I like, you know. Like there's just an element to this record that just like I. If we came on here to talk about about the the hip hop specifically, I would just say that I did not care for this album, right? Like, but since since like what we're talking about is the thing as a whole, there's a ton of shit here that's real good. It just isn't the rapping. Yeah. yeah, I I don't it's, think it stands out as a rap album it's, by any means, but I think it does stand yeah. out as a hip hop production album. I'm sure, yeah. if you listen to it yeah. for that, yeah, definitely. It's like, got a really distinct no sound. It's got a really hip-hop. distinct yeah. sound, and it's really inviting, and it is like really lovely to listen to. It's just like whenever I'm listening to a rapper, I I, I care a little less. And like I say that as someone who loves hip hop, man. I say that as someone who's super into it. Like it almost felt like they just they just they just had Drake no, yeah, on every track. Like, that was how little I cared. Yeah, no, that's that's how I feel too. Like, um, and that's why I was saying like this is usually something that would mm-hmm. I think bother me a lot more. But, yeah. So I think where I'm at is I think if you got more you know unique rappers on these tracks who had styles that fit really well with you know his production um what i'm saying is i think this album has room to be 
better for sure. But the production was uh, was really exceptional. Like that would that could be that could be a huge. Yeah, the production's exceptional. Um, if they got better matching uh, rappers, maybe some more, uh, you know, different styles of vocal performance through it, I think it could have been, you know, lifted to another level. But uh, definitely. Like that being said, the, it's still so it, it it's kind of like a missed opportunity, but it doesn't like I think if that really great production was not there, that I just like I don't know. Uh, this is this is one of those albums where I like never have any moment listening to it where I'm like, oh mm-hmm. man, how much longer until this is over? You know, and that and that'll yeah. that'll happen in like albums I like a lot. You know, those new it's just. Definitely. It's like the definition of like easy to listen to, which is not always a good thing. But it's uh, in this one, I think it's because it sounds. Um, it's just like kind of like I get enveloped in the sound, and like it feels feels so warm and comforting, you know. And I never feel like, oh man, this is going on too long or anything like that. And the yeah, the features, well, they don't. I don't think really add that much to. They don't detract anything from the so- tracks for me. Yeah, I so kinda, I think it kind of. I kind of wonder, right? Because like out. he'd collaborated yeah. with Shingo two before, right? He he's done a number of tracks with Shingo yeah. two, and like I like Battle Cry. I like the theme song for Samurai Shampoo a whole bunch, but I don't really care all that much about mm-hmm. their track on this, you know. And oh, really? I think country. that's a great yeah. track. I think, yeah, I think I think that's one of my favorite tracks. I definitely. You know, obviously, like this album for the production, and I agree. I, there's nothing necessarily outstanding about the rappers mm-hmm. um, that are present on here, but I think uh, along with the elevator music feeling, they kind of are just a nice um, something you don't really have to focus on. Along yeah. with it, it is speaking. No, definitely, like, it, talking. It, they they fit the style for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I'm just I not do... sure they. I'm not sure they add that much. That no, right I don't there. think really they add much at all. Um, I like, uh, as I said, I like Lovesick Part Three. I think Shingo mm-hmm. Two has some unique qualities that ring well with their musical style. Like all, all the different tracks I've, the few different tracks I've heard with the two collaborating, always have a really cool feeling to them. Um, uh, I hate being sick, <laughs> um, <laughs> and. I do agree. I think this would be a really cool album to see with like excellent rappers and see sort of that last that sort of last grand tier uh, be to rise up to that final tier because I think this is an incredible album. Um, and it it does make me wonder hearing you talk about how much you hate the rappers because I agree with you. Um, why is backpack rap so lame? <laughs> why is white like I just I don't understand. Because it's, it's fine stuff. I mean, the lyrics aren't necessarily interesting all the time. But it's. I wonder why, when the lyrics are consistently positive... Because hip-hop is hard, man. It's just like a weird thing. But that's... I mean, I like contrast in my music. I like when I can listen to hard music and not music. But with hip-hop, I generally prefer it not to have the softer side. And it's nice when it has a little bit, but... I can't think of many backpack rap albums that I still like. That being said, it was how I got into rap was backpack rap um, yeah, and shit same. like this. This this album has gotten thousands upon thousands of people into rap. 
unquestionably. Yeah. It brought no, Japanese raps. I can to I can see this being like being like a gateway drug for hip hop. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Like um, if I had listened to this before I liked rap, I would have liked rap unquestionably. It's really very strange. Um. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. I think he's a really great producer. It'd be cool seeing better rap artists on here, MCs on here, but I don't really care that much. There's no points where they deter from it. Does they don't add anything really, but they don't take much away either, if anything mm. at all. I just yeah, no, I, don't yeah, really I pay attention to what they do. Agree completely for sure. Like I don't, I don't ever have any active thoughts while listening to this of like, oh, I. Uh, and I, basically, when I when I listen to this album all the way through, I do not have, I basically don't have any <laughs> negative thoughts while I'm listening to it, um, which is good. Like yeah. I think I think it succeeds at what it wants to do, very well. Um, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cool thing. Um, I don't know that it works for me quite as well as it works for you guys. I I like listening to it, but like the the actual hip hop hip hop part of it. Like the the rapping, it just it isn't there for me in the way that I really want it to be, and and you're right, it might it might be because like I like my rap a little harder, like I like my rap a little darker. Um, I'm not to the point like I've got friends who don't want to listen to to Kendrick because they think his voice is too high pitch, right? Like, and I'm not to that point, but like there's I don't know, I don't know. It's it's cool, but the the rap part of it just like it hurts the album for me for sure. Okay. I'm just a hater. You're, you're just Drinking a hater. that hater Just a hater. Yeah. Just a hater. Yeah. Watch. Drink that I'm hater. I'm going to drink it right now. Hate ass motherfucker. Drink, drink, drink. Refreshing. So oh, much hate. Full of hate. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. Mean, well, there you go. I don't, unless you got other things to say, I think that kind of covers our feelings. I think it's a great album. Yeah. It's a shame he's dead because... <laughs> With the release of this album and then the release of his third posthumous album, he's got a lot of attention, um, and I thought he he would be a big player. I think in hip hop now, especially for Japanese hip hop, I think he's like a bridge yeah. for that. Um, so, alas, yeah, I wonder if he had stayed, had not died, and you know he is very popular. Now, if yeah. you would have like, you know, a wider variety of rappers you know wanting to yeah. mm-hmm. do verses on his beats and stuff we'd probably see some yeah. more interesting features and stuff it'd be super know, cool and and jazz has become really popular but he seems like respected the past among, few years among like Definitely. the hip-hop community for sure yeah but uh it'd be it'd be it'd, it'd be interesting as you know all the qualities have or has had in his music, obviously not anymore, um, are really common still and more popular even, like the jazz and all that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Can't say. Only God could say. Helpful. Helpful. If he weren't yeah. dead. Well, he was doing this before the like repopularization of jazzy sounds and hip-hop came back. Cause, yeah, which I didn't you know, realize until today, actually. Bigger in, like, the late 80s and early 90s, and then this was mid-2000s. I don't think it was, was that no big no jazz and hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now it's become probably not as big a thing as it was back in the first time, but definitely, definitely booming, a prominent though. one. 
Yeah. Yeah. After the pimp so of butterflies, he was he, he was a uh, stylistic hipster for sure. <laughs> he did some cool uh, stuff. Hip Just, uh, ahead of his yeah. time. Yeah. Hey, appropriate hipster too, because yeah. he wasn't black and he was listening to jazz. <laughs> All right, guys. Yep. Here we go. I think I think that Shit. that album gets Ric Flair. I'm gonna give it no. You know, it I, for us, I don't know about you. I still I give like it. You're not I gonna still, give it. I still give it. You're just being. I do that group hey man, thing. Cold. I agree. I still give it a Ric Flair. I still like listening <laughs> to it. I didn't think the 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 rapping was very good. That's an okay thing. That's, it is all right. The rapping, <laughs> the, rap- the rapists on the album were not exceptional. The rapping, the rapping was good. The hip hoppers, the, the hip hop men and women, the the hip hoppers, <laughs> in fact. The hip hop. Um, you didn't you didn't enjoy the musical rapping no. sounds, nor the nor the rhythmic <laughs> rapping sounds. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, I don't have any music news for us this week. Much to Ted's release relief. Yay! <laughs> By release, I just Fuck, release dude. all over this fucking computer. One would think that you'd be Sploosh. more interested in what's going on in the industry, Sploosh. but apparently not. No, I totally am. I just don't think we ever talk about anything well, that look it up, matters. Man. I believe in you. Uh, I, I, I will. I believe in you for sure. In the, the meantime, the next good of you. The next album we've got was not chosen by me. It was in fact chosen. No, it was chosen by KEXP DJ Reeves Richards, who will be man. English is hard. Will be back with us next week. To talk about oh boy, some oh metal, boy. some heavy metal, some Agalock. The album for next week is "Ashes Against oh, the shit, Grain" Agalock. by Agalock. It came out in two thousand six, and he's going to come here way more prepared than we ever are to tell us why it's awesome. It's yeah, be, no, he's gonna, before. he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna give us I have the metal update. It's gonna be and, great. <laughs> Reeves will definitely be more prepared. Yeah, than it's I true. Like, like we could be prepared, but we can't be as prepared as Reeves. <laughs> it's... He's a professional. It'll be great. Yeah. It's so helpful. <laughs> it's like he's cheating. So, um, until then... Yeah. He's cheating by being better at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, until then, I think that's going to be everything that uh, we have for this week. You can hit us up by email, soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, not always music, at not always music. Only one at. It's not not always music at not always music. It's just at not always music. You can email Ted directly. Ted, what's your email? Yeah, you could. You could do it. You could if you uh, want. Or Camden. Hey, yeah. That's you can good. email Camden. Yeah, you yeah. can email me. Sure. We have a joint email account actually, so it'd be perfect. Yeah, it's, butts, it's butts, called butts, at gmail.com. <laughs> yep, butts, butts, butts. That's each each butt has um two two T's in the first butt, okay, and then one yeah. Z in the first butt, and then the second butt it's butts. three T's and two Z's, and that goes yep. on. For oh, it, that it builds. Yeah. yeah. So you can butts, figure butts, it out. Butts, 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 at butts, gmail.com. At gmail. Butts, butts. <laughs> But all right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me, <laughs> Ted. Thanks for suggesting that album. That was a, a nice change of pace for us, and will serve as a great buffer before we go into some heavy metal. That was the best growl I've got. It's not very good. That kind of hurt my throat. 
Like so that, that, was that was amazing. Rough. Cold, that man. That was really bad. Cold. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I don't think it was that like bad. It it's uh, a cold ass Join us next week for Agalock. Guys, I'll see you later on. See ya. Trump Bye. 2016. 2016. <laughs>